everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today is actually our 50th episode, and I am joined by one of my favorite 50-year-olds on staff, Mr. Bobby Rodriguez. Why, thank you, Emma Daughter. I um, I am 50, and I feel... <laughs> 50. But you don't look 50. That's true. I, I look at myself often in the mirror and I think, you don't look 50. Oh my gosh. <laughs> people might be wondering why you're here. Yeah, they might be. You didn't write the Devo for today. I did not. It could seem like a random passage. Could could seem that way. It could, but it's not. No. Why is it not? It's not because it has a, um, a verse in it that is the uh, foundation of a little bit of discipleship that I get to do with our staff here at Watermark. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 is one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. And it is where we start from with a little bit of a staff ministry we call well around yes, here. Yes, which I participate in. Oh, that's right. I, I do know that. Yes, you're my coach. Yes. Um, and so I <laughs> Now am, the whole world knows. I And I'm glad to be. I'm proud of you. And we talked a little bit earlier. You are making great progress. <laughs> you came in the door needing some progress, but you're making great progress, Emma. Thank you. Yes. Okay, 1 Corinthians 6. Yes, 1 Corinthians 6. It's, it's one of my favorites. So, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. Therefore, you must honor God with your body. It's so clear to me that there's, um, well, first off, let's just start by saying, uh, uh, I understand that this verse, the actual context of it is about sexual immorality, mm -hmm. but um, it is not a far leap. It, it's not a leap at all. I think it's a, a really logical um, route to take that this applies to our body in, in every way. I think that our bodies are so much, we think of them so much as our own that um, because we live inside of them, our consciousness sits inside of them. You, you know, your car is not who you are. Your home is not who you're, the clothes you wear are not who you are. But this flesh and blood that you sort of live in feels as much yours as anything else. But this particular piece of scripture says, you do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. Therefore, you must honor God with your body. Mm -hmm. And to me, that just says, hey, I've got to steward this with the same intensity or the same cautiousness or intent that I do everything. We were talking a little bit earlier. You're, you get a paycheck every couple of weeks from Watermark. Yeah. And you look at that paycheck, hopefully, and you're saying, okay, all of this is God's money. He's given me responsibilities in my life. I need to pay for things, my, my car, my house. my th And so I'm going to look at this and say, Lord, what do you want me to give? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to steward the rest of it to glorify God. Yet we don't do that with our bodies because we feel like we have such ownership of them. A great friend of mine, um, Blake, once talked a little bit about this idea and saying, hey, if you were to house sit for somebody... And that you were there for two weeks. And a week in, you start thinking of this house is mine. And I'm going to throw parties in this house. And I'm going to repaint the walls. And I'm going to not worry about the furniture and leave dishes in the sink. And then that person who owns the home comes home. And you've been using it as if it was your own. 
that's not really good stewardship of the responsibility that that person has left you with to house sit their home. And so um, I think very much um, Blake McJunkin for sort of sharing that illustration with me to help me see, yes, I'm, I'm in this body all the time, but it's not mine, and I have to steward it for God's glory. Yeah. So what does this look like in the church as a whole? What do you see? Yeah. Um, here's, here's a great example. Um, let's say that we took two places that were uniquely the world and uniquely the church. Okay. Let's say we went to North Park Mall, and which is a big mall in our, in our area here in yeah. Dallas. And we just used um, a little clicker, and we, we assessed people by something called BMI, um, which is a very rudimentary sort of measure of um, obesity, right? Body mass index. Yeah. And if someone crossed the number, the line, whatever it was, it was simply by um, the facts of the matter, right? And so we started clicking, well, that person's obese, that one's not, this one is. We'd have a certain ratio sure. of obese people to the general population. Now, let's go into the church, any church across America, mm-hmm. and we start doing the same measure. Um, studies have shown us that the church has a higher ratio of obesity than just the general population. And I have a, a, a theory about why that is. And I think it's for two reasons, because the world has two separate sort of external forces that are trying to put pressure on us and on them, on, on everyone. And one is vanity. Sure. Right? I want to look better. I want to be more attractive to people. I want to look in the mirror and sort of be proud of myself. And we know as Christians that 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 looks are fleeting, that vanity has, has no value. And so that one isn't pressuring us very much as believers. And then we also look at the idea of extending your life. I have a friend named Scott Kadersha, mm-hmm. and his father died really young of a heart attack. And so Scott would talk to us consistently to our well groups about how he would, before sort of studying this, would um, steward his body simply to be able to live longer than his dad did. He didn't want his boys to grow up without a father. Mm -hmm. And so he'd work on the treadmill and he'd kind of yo-yo diet and have so many problems with that. Um, We don't have that as believers. You know, we know that God knows all of our days and he knows all the hairs on our head. And so we can just say, well, I'm, I'm going to die when I die, when, it's, when he ordains that. And we don't have that external pressure to be fit, if you will. And so with that, I think we as believers um, miss an opportunity to glorify God in this really big part of our lives. We just sort of put, you know, we've got, yes, he can definitely have um, money. We can talk about um, different places in my community, am I in God's Word? All of these different places we can speak into and talk about, but how we steward our bodies just doesn't generally register for people. And um, I want to change that. I wanted people to see that, which is why I think First Corinthians 6 makes a, a big impact. Bobby, I think that's really helpful. What, it, what does this look like in your own life? Yeah, um, really great question. I, um, I love to work out. Like, I really love, love, love to work out. So that's not a problem for me. I like to sort of do really hard workouts where I'm just kind of huffing and puffing and working really hard. Where Interesting. Re- yes. Um, but not everybody feels that way. Yeah. And so that's a fun part of um, being a coach and helping people to embrace that part of, um, of a good workout, which we often call embracing the suck on our, in our gym. Like, you've got to do it. It's hurt, but let's go. Keep going. Um, for me, uh, this plays out a lot in how I eat. 
You know, uh, I, I can recognize something in me. I just love to snack. I love good food and I love snacking. I love eating healthy as well. I have a really large garden. We eat from that all the time. But if I w- go home and I uh, see something in the, in the snack drawer that I really want, I'm, I'm just going to plow through that and maybe more than I should, right? Um, if I'm smart in how I'm stewarding my body for God's glory, I'm going to recognize that if I don't snack and I eat a certain way, I'm going to be healthier. Now, this is where it gets really crazy. If I tr- treat how I eat as, um, as living in a way that honors God and snacking, now, this is not theologically right. I, you have to see this, but I treat snacking as like a little sin. When I think about it that way, and I come in and I look, okay, I'm going to abstain from that because I know that if I start snacking, I'm just going to, it's going to snowball and I'm not going to stop. What I find is, man, that is so hard to do. I want to just keep snacking. And then then when I do, I'm like, oh, this is taking a lot of effort not to go snack. Now, let's turn around, turn that around to actual, like living a righteous life. And we look at God's word and it calls us to um, the purity of our eyes or any other sin struggle you might have. And the little bits of um, of snacking that you might do in that area of sin in your life, I was, until recently, just started thinking about, I don't fight those little areas of snacking in the sin of my life like I had to with actual food. It took this idea mm. of stewarding my body for God's glory to recognize that major sin in my life, I can just ebb my way there, just sort of get there slowly and um, find myself not really um, living in a way that's going to honor God. It's so real when we're dealing with something like your flesh and your desire to eat a little snack. So that's a small, a thousand different ways that that kind of plays out. But um, that's a small one where for me, particularly how I steward my body for God's glory, how that plays out. It's awesome. Thank you for sharing. I wish we had more time to talk, but we are out of time. And the good news for anyone listening who's who's thinking, man, I've really missed it in this area, is that in the midst of correction, God's grace always makes a way for redemption. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.